0: welcome to lacrosse classified on the lax all-stars podcast network your home for the latest news from the national lacrosse league and indoor lacrosse now let's talk some lacrosse with your hosts jake elliott and evan schemenauer
1: Lacrosse fans, what's going on? It's Tuesday, and that means it's time for another episode of Lacrosse Classified right here on the Lax All Stars Podcast Network, episode 62. Coming at you. I can't think of anybody. That wears the number sixty-two in the National Lacrosse League. I don't know if you can, as it's Jake Elliott and Evan Scheminauer back with you once again. Thanks for joining us here on Lax Class. Uh, time to settle down, take your seats, and pay attention. We got a lot of lacrosse to talk about here on episode sixty-two. Three big guests this week, Evan. We're going trip we're tripling up on guests this week after a big week seven in the National Lacrosse League from the Halifax Thunderbirds broadcast team and the Lacrosse Flash, our good friend, friend of the program, lacrosse superstar Pat Gregoire will join us here in about 20 minutes from now. And then we will go to the city of brotherly love and talk to number one from the Philadelphia Wings. He's also... A member of the Whipsnakes. He's a member of the USA Indoor National Team. I think he's on the outdoor team as well. Or box and field, I should probably say, Evan. Uh, Matt Rambo will join us here. Uh, First time on the program for Rambo. Looking forward to that conversation. And then we'll go to NLL headquarters, Evan. And I'm going to get you in here momentarily. Trust me. I promise. Uh, But not really NLL headquarters right now, as she is down in San Diego. San Diego. It's Devin Caney from NLL Productions who will join us. uh, I don't even know when, Evan. I don't know how long it's going to go here with Gregoire and Rambo, so I don't want to put a specific time away from it. But then we have a massive week eight on deck as well. Eight games, if I'm not mistaken, And uh, I get to host who you got. I'm not overly excited about it because you had a much better week than I do, Evan. Uh, I'm I'm myself going two and three. You had a very impressive four and one week. So now you jump from being one game down to one game up. As uh, I think that I'm making a new rule here, Evan. I think when you so i get to host who you got so i think you should have to host who we had and vice versa so whoever gets to host who you got that week i think the other person should have to host or not have to host get to host who we had presented by stampede tech and western wear and and while i'm at it let me tell you right now evan with winter happening, it doesn't matter if you're in Warrior Country. That's where I am, and it's snowing like uh, the Dickens right now, Evan. I know it's nothing compared to what's happening in Saskatchewan. Uh, whether you're in Warrior Country, Rush Nation, or all the way over there in Halifax at the nest in Thunderbird territory, Stampede Tack and Western Wear has the boots that will beat the winter weather. Keep your feet dry and warm with some boots from Stampede Tack. Shop online at stampede.ca, where shopping online is still shopping local. Evan, I didn't even get a chance to ask you how you're doing yet. Uh, how I know it's freezing in Saskatoon right now.
2: Yeah, it hit minus 42 last night, which for those that are in the U.S., this is actually where the Fahrenheit scale gets worse than the Celsius scale. Is... It's minus forty
1: four Fahrenheit. I'm coming there on Friday. By the way, <laughs> uh, I can't can't. I mean, I honestly, I can't wait. But minus, F- and it's not going to get any better uh, throughout the week, is what I'm hearing.
2: No, it's going to stay well. Minus twenty, but we never talk about the temperature. Okay, it's always the wind chill the because wind chill. the temperature wind won't kill you; it's the wind that the
1: wind will. So, chill. well, listen, yeah. here it it snowed about fifteen centimeters last night, and all mayhem broke loose this morning on the morning commute. Uh, I I drove from Port Coquilleum out to Langley to drop my daughter off at school. Not so bad going that direction. But coming back and Langley to Port Coquille,um, as you know, Evan, you've done the trip at the World Championships. It's about a twenty-five minute drive at best uh, when the roads are are clear and fairly decent traffic. It took. I left her school at eight thirty this morning, Evan. I did not cross the Portman Bridge until after eleven thirty. It took me three hours from Langley to Port Coquitlam this morning just because people want to get in their car and go for a drive when they, they, one, do not know how to drive in snow, and two, try and do it without snow tires. These people, Evan, that get out there and try and drive without snow tires it boggles my mind. I don't want to get off on a tangent, but it took me three hours instead yeah. of twenty minutes. Like
2: that bridge is like only a quarter of the distance to your it's place. Great. It's like,
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. Anyways, let's uh let's get into Stampede Techs, who we had from week seven in which was a, a very impressive week for yourself going four and one. Yeah.
2: So So, remind everybody again of how well he did. (laughs) Four and one.
1: I went two and three. That's two games better. You, like, there was one point at. I could have gone over. Like, like the third quarter of the
2: Rochester Toronto game, you were facing an 0 for four. It was dicey. Like, it was. And the the crazy part is the two games I caught up on you, Mm. those were the ones you let me pick first.
1: It backfired on me. It backfired on me. No question about it. Uh, So,
2: I guess if I'm hosting this one, let's start at the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia. Uh, An opening, Vancouver, Philly, a decent first quarter, but then Philly just opens it up. 13 goals in the next two quarters. You know. Trevor Baptiste, 28 of 32 on the face-offs. 18-10, Wings win.
1: Yeah, I, I I, mean, how about Trevor Baptiste? And didn't we talk about Baptiste last week, Evan, saying that he is going to get two or three opportunities per game just off winning a clean face-off? And that's exactly what happened. Is I'll get my volume up there a little bit. I apologize. Um and, and and now, you know, where he was very snake bitten last year, he's starting to score on some of his chances. And that just adds another dynamic and, and also playing a regular shift out of the back end, which it took a little time for him to figure it out, but he's such a dynamic athlete with a unique skill set that you you don't really see anywhere else in the national Cross league. And this, this guy's going to be a special player and I know it's, it's taken him a little longer to figure it out and he's only going to get better, Evan. And I listen, Philly, I know Laxcon is going on there and they, and they purposely schedule a home game to, to make it happen on that weekend, which I think is, is very smart. And the who's who was, was in Philadelphia over the weekend to check out the wings, 10 K strong there in Philly, and I thought it. they rolled out you know a, a tough loss for Vancouver no question about it but Philly's feeling it here man three in a row now and a big win in front of their home crowd which was just fantastic and, and not enough good things to say about the job that mm-hmm. Coach Day has done uh, along with those Philly wings heading into to 2020 here
2: yeah and I think they had what four or five wins last year, so they're almost at that level. Four games in, yep. and the thing was, the offense came from sources that you're not expecting. It from from Blaze Reardon with an eight point night, you know, uh, Josh Courier with an eight point, eight point night, yeah, and and you know, on Vancouver's side, defense very suspect, you know, and I see, this is where you can see how the loss of Nick Beale. Bilic- Affects the team. They yeah. really the had a hard time shutting anything inside, but you know, two goal, three goaltending changes, and it didn't really matter if they put Penny or Bold in. Both of no. them were getting lit up.
1: Yeah, it's. Um, I, it's I but
2: I mean, it's it, a tough, tough. Loss they got a Vancouver. they got
1: a massive game coming up this weekend, Evan, and, and essentially their playoff life is on the line here this early in the year for Vancouver. I. I want to put it down as a must-win game here for the Warriors coming up uh, at home this Friday night against the Mammoth. Well, that's but we got we got more yeah. games to talk about. So let's let's move along. Yeah. Here.
2: And then an interesting one which once again now, I took Philly, you took Vancouver, I took Halifax, you took Colorado. Those two games you let me have the choice. A big big opening quarter for the Mammoth, four goals. But then Halifax runs the table at the end of this game—a twelve-nine win. Mm.
1: Yeah, I, I was I was feeling pretty good about myself when when the Mammoth got off to that quick start. I thought, okay, like you know, I can bounce back from that Philadelphia beat down there and, and and get get back to to where I belong here. But I that was a statement for for me for for not only. Halifax, but in particular for Warren Hill and, and Micah Mike Kersey, who you know easily could have pulled Hill from that game after the start that he got off to, but he let his goalie battle through it and figure it out. His team picked him up, and they got it done for Hill, who who has been great to start the year and had a, a really tough start in that game but then they started to click. And while we're at it here, Evan, how about it from friend of the show, Ryan Banesh, who gets goal number 441 to put him into ninth all time in goal scoring. And it sounded like this. Pass in for Banesh, Banesh takes one way, still has it, looks, scores, Banesh! It's ten. Eight Thunderbirds. Another
0: one by Ryan Banesh. Number ten for the T Birds. Number two for Ryan Banesh on the game. But number 441 for him. All time passing Lewis Ratcliffe for ninth all time goals
1: in NLL history. That was Pete Dalladay and our boy, Pat Gregoire, who is going to join us coming up here on the call, courtesy of the National Lacrosse League and BR Live. Uh, But how about it for Ryan Benash and the Halifax Thunderbirds? And he really seems to have found a home there in Halifax.
2: Yeah, he has. And I think the other takeaway from this game, if anything, is that Halifax – when you saw the crowds that were there the first couple home games, they weren't that great. It started to pick up this game and with their record, you know, I don't think any of us expected them before. No, at this stage, that's only going to help, you know, Get that crowd, and, they, and
1: they've already in there. they've already started kind of some of their own traditions there at the Nest, as they call it. Uh, some very unique music plays that you know you only kind of hear in the Maritimes, and and I've seen nothing but positive feedback come from people on social media about their experience on the at a Halifax Thunderbirds game. So uh, you can't ask for, and that's what you got to do, right? When you get into a new market. Bang, you put a bunch of home wins together, you get that fan base engaged you you create a culture there in, inside the arena and 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 away you go and and Halifax has done a great job of that so far, but winning helps so much, speaking of winning let's let's get on to some games that I actually picked yeah. correctly here, <laughs>
2: and I mean this almost everybody got wrong. We talked about this before that Rochester is going to win a game at some point, and they almost pull it off. Sean Evans putting in this Herculean effort to try and put this team on his back. holding Katoni with nine points, but it's not enough. The Rock get a late one, 13-12, the final.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I, I said it last week that I thought if Toronto wants to put themselves in the conversation of being a player – in the you know, being going for that one seed, being the upper echelon of the league, they need to win this game and, and back up what they did the previous week and they squeak one out thirteen to twelve. That's kind of Toronto's MO. They win tight lacrosse games and, and they do this. And so it's funny, our buddy Austin Owen said that he was watching Evans during the warm up and he put one into the third deck that flew out of a stick sideways during warm up. And I said, Yeah, you watch <laughs> you just watch, and, and Evans had a big night along with Katoni, who was impressive. But uh, again, I look at this Rochester team, Evan, and I, I see steady improvement every single week. And the wins are going to start to come for the Nighthawks. They're, they're getting closer every single game they play, and they're going to break through on somebody eventually.
2: Yeah, and the one difference I think in this game was Craig Wendy, and you know we're starting. Yeah, to very see... sorry.
1: I'm very telling start there, from from Mike Hazen to to give Wendy the start. No
2: question, but he you know he lived up to it for the most part. Um, you know what was he forty nine or sixty two? Which for a team that young, you'll take it any night one goal short the other thing to take away from this um you know like you said before nine points for tony nine points for evans uh and if that seems to be their ammo they're gonna do this one thing to watch out for though is that damon edwards was given a game misconduct mm-hmm. at the end of the game in that melee for leaving the bench Likely yeah. that Mr. Lemon is going to be uh, sitting on my game.
1: Yeah, I, and you know it's weird because Damon's really not that kind of guy. Like he's not a guy that goes looking for altercations and and I I I, I that's news to me right there, Evan. I got to go back and and look at that. I don't know if it's caught on tape or not, but uh, that seems very unlike Damon Edwards to do something like that. So I don't. I I need to see that before. I make a comment on it as we continue on here with Stampede Tax, who we had. We both picked Toronto right there, by the way, Evan.
2: And we had both had taken the Georgia Swarm. We both take the loss in this one. Um, Down south, Buffalo taking it to the Georgia Swarm and taking them out of the game early, a 16-10 victory.
1: Yeah, they came blasting out of the gates here, got the lead, and then just kind of held... They were way up on the on the swarm at one point and I'll give Georgia some credit here that they three Yeah, they they really tried to battle back. They got it within four at one point, but when you dig a hole like I've said it a hundred times, you dig a hole like that, you're not coming back in this league. And and I should have trusted my gut about Matt Vince uh not having two poor performances in a row as he was lights out. And, but I just, I felt like Evan, you know, we had Lyle on and, and that was good karma. And, you know, I I wasn't going to pick against Lyle Thompson in, in the swarm in that game, but I got to give Buffalo some credit now, Evan, that, you know, after only playing two games in the first seven weeks of the season to go down to Georgia and look that good and that sharp, uh, especially with the injury, you know, I don't know how much longer we can talk about it because it is what it is in Buffalo now, like, the injuries are what they are, and and that's not going to change, so I think we kind of need to move on from it, and I think Buffalo has done that, right? They're, they're looking ahead, they're not looking mm-hmm. back now, and and that, that bandit ship, I think, just put itself on the right course.
2: Well, and speaking of injuries, Chase Fraser came back for the first game and puts up a Six-point performance. Oh, yeah, I looked you know, a little. That's a huge. Yeah, he you
1: know, looked a little tentative to start. Like I was kind of looking to see if there was maybe a little hitch in his up and and I thought I I saw it, but then I want to say it was like mid-second quarter and and the bandits were shorthanded and chase gets a ball across center and just like spin move between a double team and, and took it to the rack. And I was like, okay, like knees looking pretty good after that. So yeah. he, he's got a big brace on it. And I think maybe it, it was that just kind of, he had to let it, he had to do something to let himself know that it was going to be okay. And there's always that kind of that moment for a player that's gone through a major knee injury that, that was, that was the test. That was the cut. That was the spin or the jump that I know things are going to be okay now. And and he looked a little tentative early, but then I think started to feel it about halfway through that game.
2: Yeah. A second big loss in a row for Georgia yeah. at home. Yeah. A little surprising. That, that's, that's surprising. We expected Georgia to coast to the number one seed in that division. I don't think we can say that anymore no. now with New England at 4-0 and the odd thing here, I mean, Mike Poolin. No I mean, they're that,
1: up there, New England. Yeah, uh, oh, okay, Buffalo's on their division. Yeah, no, it's going not in their division. Dogfight, dog right? Fight, right. Uh,
2: but you know, Mikey Poolin, who is, I believe, is like a seven goals against average. let's sixteen? I'm surprised they didn't, uh, you know, a bit. take him out. But, they, but you know, that's
1: probably Poolin's call, though, Evan. I bet you, Eddie, Eddie Camo. Asked him and at, at halftime and said like you want to you want to play through this or you want to take a break and and if I know Poulin like I think I would know Poulin he said I I need to I need the reps I I want to play through this and get my game back in order and and fought through that second half and and just like Matt Vince like Mike Poulin is a, a veteran goaltender that doesn't have two bad outings in a row so I I look for the Georgia so I don't know who their next opponent is you can tell me a little bit later or I can tell you Evan. Uh, but I I almost feel sorry for whoever's going to go up against the Swarm in the next game.
2: And then a final game of the week, a Sunday afternoon game. I know you love Sunday afternoon. Oh, man, McCall. do I ever. <laughs> do uh, I ever. The Rush get out to a very quick lead. Take the game 12-9. An unfortunate number of people seeing the game, you know, against an NFL thing, but 12-9 the final yeah. catch one over San Diego. Well,
1: and, and they they didn't really get out to that quick of a lead. I thought they got off to a quick start and really pelted Shiliano and the Seals' defense. They were just barraging them, but Frankie was standing tall. But you can only kind of fight that for so long before they kind of broke through. And and San Diego battled, uh, I think, just a little overmatched here and, and were you know, within striking distance a couple of times, but Saskatchewan was able kinda of, always able to kinda of find the next goal and kept him at a, a two goal spread for, for most of the game. It got up to four a couple of times. A uh, couple of sketchy penalties there from from Jeremy Thompson and that's kinda of back to back oh, games that, that that's happened. So I, I think, you know, there's gonna be a message being sent there. I would have to believe they can't they can't he kind of like single handedly let them back into the game a couple of times because of that, right? Well, I don't I don't want to put it all on them, but you know they got a four goal lead and all of a sudden bad penalty and every time you yeah. take a bad one, it's going into the back of your net. Like th- those are the ones that the other team always scores on. But speaking of that, the rush power play, I don't know how you stop this thing, Evan. Like it's just it's a well oiled machine, and and when you give that offense an extra man. Good luck, like good luck.
2: Yeah, the only power play they missed was in the dying minute of the game where they were just passing the ball around. But yeah, getting back to Jeremy Thompson, I mean, the one where he loses a battle for a loose ball and then
1: yeah.
2: you know takes Noble like take a shot at Noble, frustrated, met, and then lucky you maybe didn't get a five on it. But you know, like this has got to stop. And I'm I'm going to be straight with you. It, not only that, but somebody has missed defensive assignments maybe it's time for him to be a healthy scratch i'm just going to put that out there um couple of con- well, the concern really with san diego the rush just exploited them in the middle all day and they could, the san diego could not get a body on anybody in the rush in the middle you know it, that was their downfall the other concern and this is something that you know somebody brought up in the group chat is Mark Matthews isn't looking like the Mark Matthews of old. Now he had five assists on the game, but it was just the one goal. And I'm starting to wonder whether all this lacrosse he's played with the Man Cup and the MLL and the World Championships is starting to catch up with him.
1: Yeah, it's it's a lot of lacrosse, man. That's a lot of lacrosse in a year, and and. I think it's I think it's taking its toll. They'll be I I mean the last couple of bye weeks couldn't have hurt. But and he was running well, man. Like I he was he was busting it to the to the net and and getting opportunities. So he's a pro athlete. He'll be just fine. Um, we have Pat Gregoire coming up here in in just a matter of minutes. But first thing we got to do before we get to that, Evan. Uh, by the way, we're recording on a Monday night here. Uh, the the Clemson Tigers and LSU Tigers just kicking off here for the national championship. Two undefeated teams, Evan. Who you got?
2: Honestly, I haven't followed college football enough this year to make a choice. Pick a team, man. You know what? I'm I'm a big ACC fan, uh, mostly for basketball. but. so give me the
1: Clemson Tigers. Okay, I'll take LSU, purple and gold, for the win every single time, Evan. Um, so we're going to do it right now. We're going to do it quickly, Evan, because we got Patty Gregoire waiting. But it's time to go Under Review. It's time for Under Review, presented by G. Wilson Construction. Each week, Jake and Evan answer a listener's question or break down an unusual call that happened in a game. The challenge flag has been thrown. So now it's time to take the matter under review. Under review brought to you by our new friends uh, here in 2020. G. Wilson Construction. Uh, not this weekend. I'll be in Saskatoon this weekend, Evan. But the following weekend, heading up to Whistler to check out one of G. Wilson Construction's fine custom homes. Can't wait to see this thing, Evan. Um, Alterna... Cup is what we are going to go under. We had a number of suggestions here this week about what to talk about on under review. And because we, we had a pretty heavy week seven, we got a really heavy week eight and we got uh, three guests going here on episode 62 this week. We, we want to kind of to do a, a, a bit of a simpler under review. And, and that's just me going to give you the opportunity to help fans understand exactly what the Alterna Cup is. So this is an
2: an in-season championship that's played amongst the five Canadian teams in the league. And so far, only one game's actually been played. That was on opening weekend when Calgary beat Vancouver. Now, because there's an imbalance in the number of games that each Canadian team will play the other Canadian teams, it's done on a win percentage. So the Rush and the Roughnecks actually play seven of their games against other Canadian teams, whereas Vancouver, Halifax, and Toronto only play six.
1: Yeah, that's so where gotta it gets get, a little you confusing. you got to get
2: the calculator out a bit. Talking to the players, they all there is is a trophy. Uh, they don't get a bonus or anything for it, which I, I, might have been a good idea just to make the players – want yeah. this a little yeah, bit more. I think but... they'll
1: get there with that, Evan. I think that'll be a thing eventually, but uh, you're right. I think that that's something they they could have and and probably will incorporate eventually.
2: And, I mean, beyond that, the the one thing I really hope, if anything, is that the last game of the season, and this might be, say, uh, Saskatchewan-Vancouver or something like that, that decides the so that the team that actually won the last game to win it actually gets it. not so presented after the fact, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know we'll see how this plays out um, and I think eventually I, I also,
1: Evan, that the league is going to get to a place where there's an even amount of Canadian teams, and all those teams are going to play against each other in an even amount of games, which is going to make things a lot simpler in years to come for the Alterna Cup. And listen, the Al- Alterna Bank is a new sponsor here of the National Lacrosse League, Evan. And for them to kind of step up and, and step in and, and put this thing out there, I like it. And and listen, <laughs> banks usually have a lot of money, Evan. So I think Alterna, jo- see what I'm saying? Banks with a lot. I think Alterna joining the National Lacrosse League is a good thing for everybody involved.
2: No, absolutely. And and we'll see how this partnership progresses. You see in the patch on the away jersey. So, um, you know, it's a a relatively smaller bank. It's not one of the big charter banks in Canada, but it's a great way for them to get their name out there.
1: No question about it. So hopefully people understand the Alterna Cup a little bit better. I think the next game, I, I saw an email about it today. I want to say it's like January 25th. It's Halifax yep. and Calgary, I think, uh, is the next Alterna, Bank game, or Alterna Cup game, I should say, that's coming up. Speaking of coming up, on the other side, It's smoking. Pat, lacrosse superstar Gregoire. Keep it right here in episode 62 of Lacrosse Classified on the Lax All-Stars Podcast Network.
0: Associated labels and packaging is in the business of creating first impressions. They'll help you reflect your company values accurately by offering solutions that fit your product needs. With the latest in printing technology and over 35 years of experience, Associated Labels and Packaging is the perfect fit for your company to take your labels and packaging to the next level.
2: Hey,
3: this is Bradley Cree of the Toronto Rock. You're listening to the Rock Classified on the LAX All-Stars Podcast Network. Go in the game one podcast at a time.
1: Welcome back to Lacrosse Classified here on the Lax All Stars Podcast Network. It's Jake Elliott and Evan Scheminauer with you. You just heard right there from our friends at Associated Labels and Packaging. I know we didn't run it this week, Evan, but I got some new uh, I got a new commercial recorded. The Chancellor hooked me up. Uh just gonna I gotta lay down some music in behind that bad boy and we'll roll that thing out for next week. So we'll look forward to that. Uh, in the meantime. Check out Associated Labels and Packaging at associated-labels.com or Associated LP and keep up to date on their daily blog. Always doing good. Th- Do you know that Associated Labels and Packaging, Evan, they got a bee colony down there at their at their warehouse? Uh, it is, is nuts. You got to check this thing out, man. There is like a massive bee colony down at Associated Labels and Packaging. You no,
2: know, they, they never showed me the bee colony when I went down there. It no. is wild. Absolutely mm-hmm. wild.
1: Always with the environment in mind, uh, Sean Ashworth and the gang there, Tosh, Nishamira, Everybody at Associated Labels and and Packaging, uh, back for 2020 here on Lax Class. Couldn't be happier about it. Now, joining the program, it is the Halifax Thunderbirds Color Analyst, also a major contributor to the lacrosse flash. A good friend of the program here on Lax Class as well. It's lacrosse superstar Pat Gregoire. Patty, thanks for joining us here once again on on Lacrosse Classified. Happy New Year happy new year to you guys
0: as well it feels good to be back in class and i i can honestly say in all my years of school uh i don't i don't think i've ever said it's good to be back in class
1: well that's so. just it we want to we want to we want to have a fun classroom here and, and uh listen I, uh, right off the top i i gotta say uh I'm sorry about the picture choice on, on the Instagram photo there. Uh, <laughs> Evan suggested I use your, your, your college photo. I think we've done that once already. I figured I would give you one, you know, you got the money shot there, and then I, I figured I'd throw you under the bus on the other.
0: Oh, of course. I wouldn't expect anything less. No, that, uh, I saw that one. I got a
1: good laugh. So. <laughs> Three weeks in a row, right? Exactly, yeah. It's becoming a
0: new segment. Yeah. Maybe, under the bus. Maybe. <laughs>
1: We we might have to work on that uh, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> hey, Liz, what's going on, man? Uh, how's Halifax? I know I know how the team is doing, uh, but you in particular, working with Pete Dalladay and, and Miss Dana Jackson there, uh, it's great to see you on camera and hear your voice on, on calls for NLL games on a regular basis here now. Tell me about uh, your experience and how it's been so far up in the booth there at the Nest.
0: Uh, It's honestly been great, Um, you know, from working with Pete and and Dana. Both of them are are, are, uh, such such pros and the Halifax organization, everyone involved, whether it be the broadcast, the game day operations and right down to lacrosse operations, the entire team as well and the coaching staff. Uh, Everyone's just been so welcoming. Um, It's obviously a little bit of a whirlwind. There's people on staff. Um, with the arena that I've never really dealt with lacrosse before Um, but uh, they've done a great job Uh, it just seems like each week uh, it gets better and better Um, and it's a really exciting time to be in Halifax Uh, the crowds gradually have gotten bigger and bigger and louder and definitely are really already starting to kind of understand the game of lacrosse I know there are there's a lot of Knowledgeable lacrosse people in Halifax, but for the casual ones, you can tell they're already really engaged. Um, you know, they they really are starting to pick up the game, and and every single person that I've talked to that have gone to a game for the first time, they've already said, you know, we, we just grab more tickets or we're coming back for sure. So yeah, I, I think Halifax is embracing it really.
1: And and I would say a 4-0 start would probably help that, Pat. And and Absolutely. Other, you know, like getting some wins usually helps engage a crowd pretty quickly. I, got, I also got to say before Evan gets in here, the other thing that's really looking good is, is the hair up in the broadcast booth. Uh, I may comment that – I don't know if I've seen that much hair product in one picture in a long, long time with you and Pete just uh, <laughs> sporting quaffs there in the booth. Yeah. Like, Dana seems to have the least hair product of the three in the booth. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know what?
0: It's totally true. I mean, if it wasn't for me, I think i think pete would probably get some uh some slack as well but he should he should not go under the radar the guy's got a pretty <laughs> solid set of lettuce yeah, on him it, as it well
1: looks, so. it looks solid, yeah. solid. Yeah. that was
0: not moving oh if someone was to light uh you know light a match in the press box we would be it would not be good it would not be good it would be going up in flames so
2: <laughs> so, so i mean we've asked a lot of uh players on the program what their equipment set up is what's your equipment set up for the hair so if somebody wants to smoke and patty gregoire hair what's the lineup here oh,
0: so for for me it's a little bit a a little bit of a um a product it's kind of like a pomade kind of like a not like a gel uh clay base almost so i use that <laughs> A uh, little bit of hairspray for an extra hold. You got to use the blow dryer as well. So, so well, the start to finish
1: deal. here, Pat, before we get on to some lacrosse talk here. Start start yeah, to finish. Start to finish. Give me, like, how long does it take to, to get camera ready for you?
0: Are we talking, like, suit up or just yeah. the flow? Like, uh,
1: give me give me the, the full meal. I, I need to know this, uh, just to compare oh, it with gosh. my own timeline. To be honest, maybe maybe
0: 15 minutes 15 20 minutes okay. if
1: a, that's not bad if
0: the if the hair's not cooperating sometimes it doesn't <laughs> you know but
1: no i, 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 it down I to don't a, i, I it don't down know a i now. don't know pat i don't know uh <laughs> for no halifax Thunderbirds here what what is for me we have and i were talking about it off the top here that i think warren hill was really impressive and that first few games and then struggled out of the gates in that last one but i think i think the decision from micah kersey to let warren hill battle through that and then come out the other side with the victory is going to go a long way for his game but besides warren hill what are the the other factors that have made that the t-birds successful here so far well i think off the
0: hop uh, and i talked to a lot of guys about it and they're kind of underplaying it but there's a sense that It's just with the move to Halifax and new changes scenery, it just seems like this group, which is pretty much the exact same team that we saw from last year, obviously a few changes here and there. They just seem so much more revitalized. And I think them getting out of Rochester last year was just such a toxic, odd season for them because they knew they were leaving. It's like a dead man walking. Exactly. They knew exactly what was coming and it just wasn't a healthy season. Uh, I think if they, you know, had, you know, came out the gate strong, it could have been a a very special season, but the season just slipped through their their fingers and you could just tell these guys were hungry for a new start and that's helped. Uh, I think a big part and probably the biggest part would be just the fact that they have so much scoring depth. It's almost impossible uh, to, have a game plan to shut down or contain a couple of players because if you look throughout the entire offensive lineup there isn't a guy that has the capability to go off and have a huge game Uh, just in the last game alone last two games alone Mike Burke uh, seven points against Buffalo five points uh, against Colorado and this is a guy that has you know struggled to get on a full-time roster in the national lacrosse league. Uh, he gets his chance last year and he's completely ran into it. A guy like Clark Peterson. Uh, he, he's really started to find his stride since his first game. And he continues to be a good secondary source. A guy like Chris Boushey. He comes into the lineup. Austin Shanks uh, has a little bit of a maintenance day. He pops out of the lineup. Bushy comes in. Doesn't light the world on fire, but contributes with a beautiful goal. Big and, and bushy, so, Patty. Big yeah, and bushy. <laughs> yeah, bad and bushy. Yeah, exactly. Bad and bushy. So, bad and bushy. Excuse the, me. The 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 depth in scoring is so so massive, and it, it just is so difficult for teams to game plan around. And then obviously the defense. I think the defense is incredibly underrated. Um, that house, it guys, I, okay. Th- He's not yeah. too bad. He's not too bad. And <laughs> he might be your new match crush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, <don't> know. <laughs> I mean, how could you not? And I'll be be—I'll be quite honest, too. There was maybe two or three plays that uh, resulted, two of them for sure, resulted in a goal where, you know, he just got backdoor cut. And I feel like I was kind of hard on him on the broadcast. But I think that's just because now we expect him literally to be perfect at all times. Yeah. And that's how good he is. And then at the end of the, the, the game, you think about it and you're like, he still was unbelievable. He had two goals, four cause turnovers, 11 loose balls, and, you know, threw two or three guys down to the ground. <laughs> but because two goals were his fault, you kind of just were like, oh, he was yeah. he wasn't perfect. Yeah. But
2: that's because we expect Haas, the cyborg, to be a cyborg yeah. and, and be perfect. So let me put you on the spot. We're about a third of the way through the season. Is he your favorite for MVP at this stage?
0: I, I, I you know what? You, absolutely, uh, I, absolutely, I think so. Um, I mean, now how do you argue
1: with it, man? Four 0 team, best defender on the planet right now, and getting it done on both ends. Absolutely,
0: exactly. And I think, I think, with him adding that transition to his repertoire, it just makes him. Not only is he now the best defender in the game. You mentioned, it. I, I don't know if it was last week or the week before. I totally agree with you. I think you can make a strong case if he continues to do this, uh, that he's the best lacrosse player, the bo- best box lacrosse player in the world, mind you, if he continues to do this. But it's just the impact that he has, the amount of minutes he logs per games. And it's not just the time on the floor that jumps out at it. This week he was basically 30 minutes, I believe. But it's he kills the entire penalty. It's not He just doesn't go out for a couple of shifts on the PK. He stays for the full two minutes or until they score. He goes out for every single draw. He'll stay out on offense if he moves up the ball and gets the green light from the coach to crash and bang. The guy does absolutely everything, and he just continues to get better and better and better. And one crazy thing, too, is that I was talking to Mike Kersey that uh, was before last game. And I said, where is his ceiling? And he said, I don't know where it is. But we are not even close to seeing his ceiling yet. <laughs> yeah. And when it's all said and done, yeah. he could be one of the best defenders this game has ever seen. I don't. And doubt
1: I, it. I tend to. I tend to agree with him. Yeah. He, I mean, he, he's very. He doesn't have the mean streak of an Andy Ogilvy, and I don't know if you remember him in his heyday or not, Patty. But uh, just same kind of build and power, and and I, he's he's uh, he is an absolute marvel to watch uh, another guy that that I know you like to to watch Pat uh from the Toronto Rock is one Bradley Cree and and those Rock got it done 13-12 over the Nighthawks uh you want to you want to comment on on Brad Cree's game and and what you thought of uh his play over the weekend yeah he he's another guy that that kind of Come on, nope. I'm teeing you up for the man crush uh, here, at Patty. Come on. <laughs> hey, you know what? I hate to
0: say it, Brad. You're old news now. Graham's Graham's the new oh. uh, the new flashy toy. And t- no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but all, for, since since day one, uh, like I said I said to you guys before, like I, this is a guy that you know I played against when he was playing for Halton Hills, um, and like to see where he's come from 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 then. I mean, he he won a Founders Cup. He was no slouch back then, uh, but. He's a guy that kind of just got looked over in Vancouver, finds a nice spot in Toronto, and it just seems like every time uh, the Rock and even in Oakville, he just continued to prove himself a little more a little more, get more responsibility. And, I I mean, I've been saying it for a while, and now I don't think I have to say it anymore because I said he is the most underrated defender in the game. I don't think he's underrated anymore because I do finally think people – appreciate it's all thanks really
1: is. all thanks to you pat gregoire uh, oh no no it's, it's because house. of him yeah. it's because of him hey um keep up the good work over there at the lacrosse flash greggy's grinders i know you're chipping in at il as well you're a busy man uh fine work with the thunderbirds as well keep that up and uh best of luck on the rest of the broadcast and we'll do this again soon all right
0: thank you boys i i appreciate it and you guys keep up uh, the good work as well so uh when this thing drops i'll probably fast forward
2: my part but uh it's <laughs> it's
0: you always the to nice fast one.
1: forward to your part is what you're saying <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I exactly
2: did on his first appearance when we had jamie Dawick on after him right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah exactly
0: yeah no but in all seriousness uh when when this drops uh it, it, it's a, a nice little boost to my afternoon
1: at the office. So uh, it's going to be a long, it's going to be course. a long one this week. So clear your schedule. That was Pat Gregoire from the Halifax Thunderbirds broadcast team, the lacrosse flash IL indoor. He also works for like a sports tour company. Uh, if you ever like, you know, you want to do like uh, uh Patriots Celtics, uh, Bruins weekend sort of deal. Uh, Pat Gregoire can set you up with that as well. Evan, let's get to break. We got Matt Rambo on the other side from the Philadelphia Wings. Looking forward to this conversation. This is episode 62 of Lacrosse Classified on the LAX All-Stars Podcast Network. Pure Vital Labs is proud to bring you the highest quality sports supplements on the market.
0: PVL products are 100% all natural with no artificial flavors, colors, or sweeteners. And
1: the entire line is also Informed Choice certified. We designed all our products with the athlete in mind. We look forward to being a part of your athletic achievements, helping you push the bar higher, win at the highest levels, and set personal records for years to come.
0: Hey, this is Kevin Crowley from the Philadelphia Wings. You're listening to Last Clash, your go-to source for all things NLL and box
1: lacrosse all right lacrosse fans we got it now this time it's working welcome back to lax class episode 62 jake elliott evan schemenauer you just heard from our friends at pure vital labs uh, one of our next guests uh, teammates on those supplements and trevor baptiste pure vital labs find them at pvl.com tons of lacrosse players on those supplements they are informed choice certified all natural best on the market pvl.com now join us on the program of first Timer on Lax Class. Had a big weekend for the Philadelphia Wings in an 18 10 victory over the Vancouver Warriors. It's the former 2017 Tawaratan winner as well, Matt Rambo on the program um, hey how you doing good matt thanks for doing this man uh, i know we're recording on a monday night here we like to let the fans know on the inside uh i'm watching it over the corner of my shoulder are you are you like are you like surrounded right now with a bunch of buddies you got some you got some money down on this game here between clemson and lsu you got the over you got dog to cover what do you got going here
3: I got, uh, you know, Blaze Riddens over, um, and, uh, our other buddy on the wings, Anthony
1: Jokum is over. We're just watching the game
3: right now. I have Clemson right now at, uh, plus seven right now. Ooh. I had to buy a half a point off. Just, uh, see if they can do it. I know LSU is so powerful on the. offense. I defeated, though. Trevor,
1: so uh, Trevor Lawrence never lost a game as a starter, though. That's hard to bet again. Oh, yeah, no, I know. We'll, we'll see what happens. It's going to be
3: a good game, um, I'm really just going to try and watch the the game and uh you know enjoy good football tonight.
1: Yeah, well, we won't keep you long here, but we did want to have you on because I I think what's happening down in Philadelphia right now is is pretty special. I know you you had a full weekend at Laxcon as well, so I we appreciate your time here, but let's let's go back. I mean, this is three in a three in a row now for Philly Mad and and this is this is a different-looking Philadelphia Wings team than what we saw a year ago. What do you What do you think has been the biggest difference? Is it having Kevin Crowley for the full time? Is it you another year of box lacrosse experience? Is it the addition of Zach Higgins in in goal, or is it a combination of everything?
3: I think it's everything. You know, I'm having a better understanding of the box game and uh, feeling more comfortable. Kevin Crowley's here for the whole year. Uh, Brett Brett Hickey's back in the lineup. He got hurt last year. Higgins is uh, playing unbelievable in that. And we added so many pieces on the defense and the offense. And, and honestly, last year, you know, as an expansion team, being brand new together, and, um, you know, we only had one week of training camp because of the the lockout. But this year, you know, having the team all back together and having, you know, a full month, month plus maybe six weeks together i think is really helping us with our chemistry and just putting the pieces together and we lost a lot of one goal games a lot of overtime games so i think it's just you know just being together and finding that chemistry and uh just having this, uh, a better understanding of our culture this year that was
2: one thing i was going to ask you is last year the problem seemed to be you were either down five nothing within a few minutes or You know, the fourth quarter losses were, I think, seven times you had the lead in the fourth, couldn't pull it off. What has changed now that you can put in the full 60 minutes and get these wins together?
3: I think this year we're just kind of keeping it, like, flat and steady this year, you know you know, not get too high for the highs, not get too low for the lows, always just being positive and encouraging each other on the bench. And I just think our game plan and our game system is a little bit more clear this year. Not that it wasn't last year, but I just think that everyone has a better understanding of coach Te day, T- T-K, uh coach Rube's and, you know, just everyone as a team, just having a better understanding what everyone can do and maybe finding their role a little bit easier this year than last year. And, um, Uh, right now it's everything's clicking and it's so early in the season. So you don't know what's going to happen, but right now we're just going to try and keep playing with this momentum. And, uh, not look at the you know the past, not look too far from the future, and just kind of take it day by day right now.
1: Speaking with Matt Rambo of the Philadelphia Wings, and and you go back a couple of weeks, Matt, and, and you're the guy that gets the the final shot to to beat Calgary in the Saddledome. I've known I know you scored a lot of big goals in your lacrosse career, whether it be for Maryland or or the Whip Snakes or even Team USA. Where where did that one rank up for you? Getting an overtime winner, and and what was a really pivotal game for you guys on the road? in front of a hostile crowd of, I don't know what, thirteen fourteen thousand 14,000 people. That that was a pretty big moment for you and your team. Uh, I think just for me, that that was a really big moment for me in my career. And uh, it, it ranks up
3: there for, you know, not just as a big goal. I think it's a really big box goal I had. And I, I, I've had, you know, 20-something goals last year. But, you know, that one was super special, you know, going back to – Calgary for my first time and playing the reigning champs, and I know they just got off a, uh, you know they were they were playing in San Diego, but you never want to lose to a team that was playing the day before. So I thought it was really big for us, and it was a really big uh, travel win for us. So we were super excited and just trying to head into the weekend. So uh, it was a pretty big goal, and it was awesome that you know it was drew up and I got the final shot, and we didn't have to go to overtime. So it was a it was pretty special and it was awesome to, you know, silence the crowd, I guess, a little bit because it was a packed house there. it was a great atmosphere they had in Calgary, which, which I'd never been to and it was amazing there and, uh, you know, I, I respect Calgary, I respect that team, but, you know, making the crowd go a little bit quiet. was was all great feelings.
1: speaking of crowds uh, sorry sorry evan speaking of crowds i I just wanted to jump in and and talk about the crowd in philadelphia over the past weekend i know laxcon was in town and it was kind of like a who's who was was in philadelphia but that crowd got behind you guys real early and it really seemed to kind of help spur you guys on in that victory our
3: crowd our crowd's always going to be behind us i think I think everyone knows how the Philadelphia fans are in any sport. So just having them behind us, you know, the good or the bad, you're gonna hear it. And I was telling some of the guys I haven't played in Philadelphia, like if we're not playing well, you'll hear the crowd. They might boo you. They might, you know, say some stuff. But that's just showing how loyal and you know how much they're invested in us. And being up, um, going up on uh, last week and on Vancouver was pretty big for us, having the crowd and. I was just talking to one of the fans actually today that I'm friends with him. He was like, I've been a season ticket holder for the last fifteen years and that place reminded me of the old range. He's like, yes. I haven't heard that place loud like that and there was eleven thousand people behind us, so we were happy and uh I mean if the game was on a, on the Saturday of, of, of Laxcon, of last I think there would have been at least fifteen thousand people there and you know, having eleven thousand Philly fans screaming behind you on a
2: Friday night is something special. We talked about big goals. Um, of course, you had a pair of big goals in the PLL final. Uh, you absolutely took over that game. It must be every kid's dream to, you know, overtime, sudden death, you score the goal to win the game.
3: That's what you dream about. That's what you practice in the backyard for moments like that. That's what we prepare for. and um yeah, that was, that was one of the, you know, that was super special. That might have been, you know, up there for one of my favorite goals ever just because I got to win the first ever PLL championship. But, you know, you got to give it up to like the coaches and their defense holding it down on their end. And, uh, it, it was something special. You don't get to be in that opportunity in that situation it's too much in your life. So if you do, if you are in that, you got to take it for granted. You know, (laughs) hope for the
1: best, I guess. Last one here for you, uh, Matt Rambo. Clemson up 10-7 now, by the way. Uh, LSU with the ball on 25-yard line. Quarterback scramble first down, give him 25 as he's almost out to the 50-yard line. Uh, That was quite the month for you. That was my play-by-play of football while I do a lacrosse podcast, by the way. Uh, (laughs) That was quite the month for you, in September, you win the PLL Championship, and then you go straight from, uh, I think it was in Philadelphia, I can't remember where the PLL Final was played, but you go straight yeah, yeah straight right from there, right into Langley at the World Championships, playing with Team USA, and you guys come away with a bronze medal there. Um, I had a chance to call most of those games, Matt, and... and you were a real nice injection into that lineup kind of gave that team a different dynamic, but just talk about your experience with the USA men's box lacrosse team and and where that program is heading to me on the outside, looking in, you guys look like you're a top end goaltender away from being a real contender. I just think,
3: um, you know, that was a great month for me. Um, just, you know, winning the PLL championship and celebrating with the team. Um, throughout the night and then hopping on the plane at like 6 in the morning to go to Vancouver was was definitely an awesome feeling to be able to go to uh, the World Games. But uh, yeah, our Team USA team is up and coming. We're trying to get as much Americans as we possibly could. Um, we were missing a bunch of guys. Isaiah Davis sounds a defenseman for our team. Connor Fields is missing. Right. And Guys like that, so I think we're still trying to push it and push the envelope right now. And I think right now, I, I think in America that the box game is on a rise. And I think everyone has starting to realize how important box is. And I, I tell everyone, you know, I wouldn't have the PLL season without playing for the wings. It was, uh, you know, it made me so much better shooting wise, skill wise, like catch and throw and every little aspect of my game got to be a little bit better. And I can't, you know, thank enough for the box game for introducing this. So I'm trying to push it as much as I can. And, um, I know talking to Reggie Thorpe and a bunch of the USA guys that, you know, we're fired up to go back to the World Games and just to compete, you know, we're we're not trying to get bronze and bronze again. We're trying to, you know, play in that gold silver game. Um, and then ex- next coming, uh, I think it's going to be in 2023, maybe. And, uh, we're just excited for that. And I think we're going to start having these training camps, these, um, tournaments and these games to just try and, you know, finalize the, the next USA team so we can compete with Canada, Iroquois and, you know, all the other teams that are up and coming. But yeah, we're super excited. We have a definitely a rise in USA. Um, So it's something special to play for your country. So, you know, I couldn't thank enough to be uh, picked on that team and to represent the red, white and blue.
1: Fair enough, man, and well said there, Matt, uh, hey, listen. I'll let you get back to the to the national title game here between Clemson and l s u Appreciate your time here on lacrosse classified and and keep balling, man. You're playing well for those Philly wings and and look forward to uh catching up sooner than later.
3: Hey, I appreciate it. you got to come down to the game.
1: You bet. You bet. Look forward to it. I've never had a cheesesteak from Philadelphia, so it's definitely on my list. Oh, man. man. <laughs> well, you got, i you got a Philly guy on here, and you're not just a Philly wing. You're an actual Philly guy. Pat's, Geno's, where are you at? Uh,
3: they're tourist places, but if I was going to pick one of those two, I'd Gino's Geno's. Give, like give me the hidden
1: gem. The yeah, I want the hidden gem. Sorry, I didn't hear it. Yeah,
3: Steve, Steve Prince's steaks is the best for me. They okay. have, uh, they don't chop up their meat. They want they 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 oh, have it yeah. down Strips. like long meat. Yeah, and then they have this melted American cheese that they scoop up and pour on top of it. And they have the best bread. And you know that's what makes a great Philly nice. cheesesteak is really the bread too. So Salt. you gotta have it. Something Salt. in the water over here, I guess.
1: So so can't wait, man. Uh, look forward to it, and appreciate you doing this, Matt. Uh, best of luck the rest of the season.
3: I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on.
1: That was Matt Rambo, and what a, what a player, not only, like, I mean, coming from his college career, winning the Tarantown, winning the national champion with, with the Terrapins of Maryland, but he's really turned himself into an effective box player now. It took him a couple of years to kind of figure it out, but he's got it now. And, and similar to Connor Fields, when you got that much talent and you're that good at lacrosse, it's eventually going to translate from one to the other.
2: Think about it. He's still learning the box game, and he's this crazy good. Give him a couple of years, what do you when have, he's eight really got this night? game down. And uh, six, okay. And you know, and give him a couple more years. You know, we talked about the Cyborg and what his ceiling is. Yeah. this guy's got a ceiling through the roof.
1: No, I mean, like you said, he's he's won everything that he, that he's ever like. He won the call. He won the PLL MVP, playoff score, leading score, all the rest of it, and and. It's not going to be long before you see him near the top of the charts in the NLL as well. I'm convinced of it. Uh, Evan, we got to get to break. We're going to SoCal next. NLL Productions' Devin Caney joins us on the other side. This is Lacrosse Classified on the Lax All-Stars Podcast Network.
0: Hey, this is Graham
3: Hotrick of the Halifax Thunderbirds and the Victoria Shamrocks. You're listening to Lacrosse Hossified on the LAX All Stars Podcast Network.
2: They named it San Diego, which, of course, in German means a whale's vagina.
4: Hmm. No, there's no way that's correct.
2: I'm sorry, I was trying to impress you.
4: Oh.
1: <laughs> I don't know what it means. <laughs> I'll be honest, I don't think anyone knows what it means anymore. Scholars maintain that the translation was lost hundreds of years
2: ago.
3: It Doesn't it mean Saint Diego? No. No, that's
2: that's what it means. <laughs> really.
1: Well, agree to disagree. <laughs> Welcome back to Lacrosse Class. If any chance I can get to insert a clip from Anchorman, I am going to do that. Uh, you're wondering why I might have entered that clip into the podcast well our next guest just happens to be down in san diego from the nll it's miss devin caney joining the program for the first time devin what are you doing down in san diego and welcome to lax class thank you so much for having me
4: on Jake. i really really appreciate it uh i am currently in san diego uh we were shooting with the seals yesterday uh they they played the rush And today we were uh, doing a ton of interviews, and then we just shot at a youth clinic with uh, Westberg and a few of their guys.
1: So. so let me get, this, let me get this straight fun. here. You go from Friday night at the NLL Wings game there on NBC Sports Philly, by the way. Well done on your broadcast debut in between uh, the benches on the sidelines there. Uh, a big Philly win. Oh, thank you. Yeah, a big Philly win over Vancouver on Friday night. Then you're off to Laxcon, which is in Philadelphia, so you're not really off anywhere, but another full day at Laxcon, which I want to talk to you about. But then you hop on what? Like a red and get to san diego for an afternoon game against the rush and you're are you gonna spend a couple of days down there now like that that's a whirlwind weekend right there jake
4: i uh i am so tired right now
1: <laughs> well i appreciate you that's doing why, this
4: like you you called me and i answered the phone i'm like wow i'm like what year is it i like don't even know anymore um but yeah no it's been uh it's been a very busy weekend, quite possibly the busiest few days of my life, um, but I'm enjoying all of it. It's been so much fun. Um, so, yeah, and, and still in shock, I, it's, my time in San Diego is finally winding down, um, but it, it's definitely it's been a, a busy few days.
2: <laughs> so, take us through a typical day at the NLO office, if there is a typical day.
4: Okay. Well, I don't know if there is a a typical day. Um, I'd say probably the most typical and routine days are Mondays. Um, So, you know, get into the office. We always meet uh, and we're always, you know, communicating and talking with uh, our highlights team, which is a new addition this year. We have a group of a few amazing highlight producers who are clipping all of the games live and posting uh, everything to all of NLL's social media channels, which has been amazing. Um, So we kind of have, we communicate with them throughout the weekend, and then we get in on Monday and kind of hash out, you know, the action that happened, the best plays. um, But also, disclaimer on that, I do not choose the top five plays of the week. I know people get very, very upset about that. So I just have to put that out
1: there. It's <laughs> like power rankings. You're, you're on a yeah. You're on thin ice, no matter what you do.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, we get in, and then we have our content meetings always on Mondays with with our whole team. You know, it's myself, it's our producer, Rich. Uh, and then it's also our marketing and social media team, and then of course my boss Joel and a few others. Um, yeah, no, Devin, I want to cut you off for a, for a second. The
1: next week. Sorry, I want to cut you off here for a second because I over the weekend I, I was you know banging out a few tweets, and and one of them was about you and all your hard work that you've done. Uh, you know, not not only at LAXCON but what you've done up until this point with. Since joining the National Lacrosse League, and and you were quick to say, you know, it's not just me; it's it's a it's a team of many. And I know Stephanie McGinley and and a couple of others uh, that you mentioned. I just I kind of want you to. It starts with Joe Feld, obviously, who's, who who kind of runs the show. But give me give me the names and the people behind the scenes, and and what is going on there at, at the NLL offices that helps you get all this content out to the people.
4: Yeah, of course. Um. Well, first of all. Since I started last summer, uh, two summers ago, we've grown so much, and it's, it's been great. Uh, new additions to the office, new additions to our culture as a whole at the NLL. Um, there's, of course, Stephanie McGinley, who is our director of digital. So she oversees all of the marketing and, and everything that's happening on the websites, and that's just scratching the surface of what she does. Uh, this year, we added Zach Ward to our staff in Philadelphia, and he is a big, big, big reason why the NLL is just crushing sponsor sponsorships uh, this season. He's constantly on the phone. He's constantly making moves, and he's so young. So it's so impressive that he is getting all of this done. He literally just started back in September of 2019, uh, graduated from Cornell, where he did play lacrosse. So he knows a lot of the guys uh, and he's just been amazing at at gaining new sponsorships for the NLL. He works uh, under Kevin Morgan. And then Corey Skloff is uh, our social media and digital platforms producer. And he's been amazing at making really fun and funny videos and graphics. And most of the stuff that you see throughout the week on NLL social channels is, is Corey. Um, And he's, really really good at what he does so everyone has been working really hard and it's just a fun it's a fun place to be now um and i'm really enjoying it and i'm i'm loving all the work that everyone has been putting in to make the nll operate day to day
2: my favorite one of your segments of course of these player interviews and you know this is what you do best the huddle is there is there a player that really surprised you how much they opened up or how good of an interview it ended up being.
4: Oh, yeah, all the time. And and that's what's so funny is I get a little bit, I don't want to say nervous, but a little anxious before I go into one of these interviews, because a lot of the time you truly do not know what you're going to get, especially... If you haven't, like, some of them, I'm meeting them for the first time. Like, Wild Thompson, when I talked to him, I have never met him in person before. So, you also don't know, even if you do know someone, uh, and they're great and talkative in person, and then you get them in front of a camera, and they get really nervous, and um, it's just always a mixed bag. Uh, Everyone has been great. I have never had an interview with an NLL player that I'm like, oh, man, you know, that that stunk
1: well uh, if you can if you can get me? through Logan Shuss and mitch Jones you can you can get through anybody <laughs>
4: true true gosh uh no those guys are characters they're great um i who surprised me would probably be Cody Jameson um honestly, his story yeah. was not. Uh, something I had planned on on producing It, it was definitely not something I expected to get out of our trip from Halifax and it's probably my favorite piece I've ever done um I think he has a really beautiful story to tell and I'm grateful that we were able to capture it so probably Cody but I mean I I love chatting with these guys I love getting to know them um so there's really there's really no bad ones.
2: Here's one thing we got to work on, I think. And this came up probably about a month ago, Lauren. In one of your segments, you said your favorite analyst is Teddy Oh, General. here we so, go.
1: Here we you know. go. <laughs> <laughs> I think we
2: got to work on this because, I mean, we gave Teddy the gears about that. I was <laughs> a little bit embarrassed, but um, tell us about your working relationship with Teddy because you seem to be able to work off one another quite well.
4: Yeah it's funny because i actually know exactly what moment you're talking about and it was one of those things <laughs> you I mean, even you caught yourself know. are we
1: allowed to say that i'm just gonna say it anyway
4: <laughs> <laughs> right i can mean, jake you you definitely know when you're on tv sometimes things just come oh out yeah of your oh mouth yeah and you're like yeah did i say that i'm just gonna roll with it i have to it's, it's out there so i'm like all right well let's just keep going um no but teddy's great i think he's obviously knows the game inside and out. Um, We started working a lot more together when he uh, came and, and worked on the finals last season and then also came out to the draft. Um, I think he's a really, really great, just source of information. Uh, I mean, as are you, you guys in our small, but growing uh, lacrosse community it's just nice to have people who are, you know, NLL insiders and just have been following the game for so long. And and Teddy even played in the league, right. uh, you know, knows all the guys.
1: So uh, well, I was gonna say, you know, like, chatting, chatting yeah, don't, uh, you know, Evan, myself, uh, there's Brad, uh, Pat, lots of guys around. You don't have to wear Teddy down all season long. You want to, you want to switch it up on the rundown from uh, week to week. I think uh, a lot of guys out there, Devin, <laughs> would be happy to join you uh, for a for a breakdown. I don't know if that's in the cards or not, but uh, I I think Evan's right. I think you and Teddy have been great together, and let's go back uh, to to Saturday because I know you were doing a lot of things at, at Laxcon. This is something 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 that I've never had I guess the opportunity to attend and it like I I get FOMO every time I see Laxcon going down that uh, man like I I should be there lacrosse classified should be there but I've never been so so tell me like I know you were working but just give me a general synopsis of of everything that goes down at Laxcon and, and what you were doing there specifically
4: yeah, last con is great. Um, and it's so funny what, what a difference a year could make because I remember I was there last year and I was still very, very new to the sport. And I remember seeing like so many people like, like Bill O'Brien was there and, and Josh Byrne. Obviously, I knew who Josh Byrne was, but it just means so much more now. Um, everyone in the lacrosse world, players and fans and coaches and owners and and former players uh, kind of coming together and, and you get to meet people who, you know, you might only know through Twitter or, or know through, you know, their play on the floor years ago. So it, it's a really great experience. Um, there's it's in the Pennsylvania Convention Center, which is just massive
1: and looks huge.
4: Yeah, it's it's huge. And, and there are, you know, boots and then there's demos, and, and I was there hosting a panel. So I hosted a panel on players' roles in, in growing the game and kind of getting the word and, and I guess, knowledge of lacrosse out there. And it was with uh, Trevor Matt Rambo, and Blaze Rudin from the Wings. And, uh, I mean, all three of those guys are great. It was so much fun. Uh, we, we packed the place. There were a lot of great – people in the audience asking great questions and, and it was it was a fun time. Um it was also a very insightful discussion. I mean those guys are a lot of fun, but they also have a, a lot of great perspectives when it comes down to it. So I, I enjoyed it a lot. I think it was one of those things that it, it stressed me out before uh and leading up to it. But once we were in it, it, it was it was fun and it was
1: a breeze and with
4: Matt, Trevor, and Blaze, really like I didn't even have to do anything. You just like prompt them, and they can take
1: it away. <laughs> right. Well, we've had uh, we've had Blaze on the show. We just had Matt on the program uh, prior to you as well, which was a great conversation. So we're efforting Trevor Baptiste as well. I'm sure we'll run him down sooner than later. Hey, uh, Devin, appreciate your time here on Lacrosse Classified. Keep up the great work there at the NLL office, and uh, get some sleep. Safe travels back from St. Diego. Oh,
4: thank you so
1: much, Drake. I, I will try to get back to Philly safely from San Diego. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'll see you in Vegas. Oh, yeah, Evan's <laughs> going to be in Vegas, so you'll see Evan down there as well.
4: Oh, no way, yeah. Yeah, I'll see you there.
1: All right, sounds good. Uh, that was Devin Caney from, from the NOL head office there, Evan. She's been there a couple of years now, and... and I would say this about Devin. Like when she first got there, you could tell she was polished as far as being on camera and the way she spoke and everything, but she didn't really know lacrosse. And now after a year and a half, two years, she's really entrenched herself within the game. She's gotten to know these players. She's gotten to know the sport. And you can tell how much more comfortable she is when she's talking about lacrosse because she knows now what she's talking about.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, these player interviews, you know, for you and I, we, you know, some of we know some of these players, we can talk to them, you know, and we can have kind of an open conversation with them. You know, she's managed to now do this and those interviews are just absolutely amazing.
1: Four quarters are in the books here on Lax Class and we're going to overtime on episode number 62. News and notes are coming up and of course... Stampy Tax, who you got? A massive week eight on deck. And it's on the other side here on the Lax All Stars Podcast Network. A Vancouver Warriors game at Rogers
0: Arena sounds like this: Jones shoots and he scores! Diving effort from Mitch Jones. Nothing's monotone. Lee and Beers go crashing into the crease. Nothing's boring. Now we're gonna have a fight. It's the captain squaring off. And at Vancouver Warriors games, loads up. Nothing's offside. Tries a shot and he scores. Experience it for yourself. Vancouver Warriors tickets are available now. Tickets starting from 1995. Visit VancouverWarriors.com/tickets today.
3: Hey, this is Brad Challoner, voice of the Vancouver Warriors. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified on the Lax All Stars Podcast Network. Time now for who you got.
1: Welcome back to Lacrosse Classified here on the Lax All Stars Podcast Network. Uh, You just heard from the Vancouver Warriors right there, Evan. Big game coming up Friday for the Vancouver Warriors. We're going to talk about it uh, all here in Stampede Talks. Who you got? But Vancouver Warriors getting after it in in a very important game on Friday night against Colorado Mammoth. It's beach party night, and Biz Nasty Paul Bissonnette making his triumphant return. As the Vancouver Warriors ambassador, he's telling everybody they're getting laid. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out. I'm I'm a little worried because I'm I'm going to be in Saskatoon and Danny's going to the game, so I, I I'm I'm a little bit concerned uh, that that everybody's getting well, laid and, and and I'm not going to be here. Is
2: Nasty going to go after her? You I, don't know, I right? don't know what's <laughs> going to happen. Nothing's
1: offside, Evan, at uh, the Vancouver Warriors game. We know that. Uh, VancouverWarriors.com. Check it out. Click on the the theme night tab there and then go to, to the beach party tab, January 17th. You'll see it all. Uh, $5 coronas during happy hour. One fan is going to win a trip to Mexico Hawaiian shirts and flip flops are encouraged. Uh, what else? They got the Bud Zone going. Steel Drum Band in attendance. Lucky Row giveaways. All sorts of stuff going on at uh, the Vancouver Warriors game this Friday. I'm, well, I'm going to be in Saskatoon, so I can't check it out, but I'll be watching from Saskatoon. So uh, keep it, keep it, keep it classy is nasty uh because i'll be i'll be watching promo code biz 20 swipe up evan uh tickets starting at just 1995 for this one and i i highly suggest you get uh, it's snowing outside why not pretend that you're somewhere tropical throw on a hawaiian shirt some flip-flops and, and go to to the raj and have a beach party in the middle of winter why not yeah
2: the but- the train's still working, right? So there you go, and the train gets you right to the stadium. So you know it's not that difficult to you know the it's a big game. Is Nasty's going to be there? Apparently, he's taking everybody to the Roxy later. That's on, right. So. Did you
1: see that? Now he now he threw it down, uh, uh, threw down the gauntlet pretty much here for the boys, saying he's got five hundred bucks that he's willing to donate to the boys if they pull out a victory against the mammoth. And then went a step further and said he'll pick up the bar tab, which I can tell you, Mr. Bissonette, is gonna be a lot more than five hundred bucks if you open up your credit card for a bar tab at the Roxy on Especially
2: a side. That's Lo- that five hundred uh, is Logan
1: Shuss alone, Evan. Like <laughs> yeah. he, so uh I'm sure he's got the Jack or the chicken as Marshawn lunch or Lynch would like to say, but that like, that's, that's some good motivation right there to get a free night at the Roxy on biz nasty. If you win against the mammoth, um, <laughs> that, I don't know if he, I don't know if he quite understands what he has put himself into offering up a, a, a free night at the bar for a lacrosse team. That, that's not a cheap endeavor. But,
2: but that's probably the motivation for some of these boys. Is, Maybe. You, know, you could, you could stick it to them. Well, yeah.
1: I'll say this. You shouldn't need that kind of motivation to want to come out and win a game in the National Lacrosse League. Uh, lots of reasons to be motivated now, though, for the Warriors. Uh, look him up, VancouverWarriors.com. Get your tickets and go to the Warriors game this Friday night. Evan, time. You know it. It's Stampy Tax. Who you got? Evan, who you got? Jake, who you got? Who you got? Who you got? Who you got? Who you got?
2: Who you got?
1: Who you got? Stampede Tack, who you got? Presented by Stampede Tack and Western Wear. More than just cowboy boots at Stampede Tack. they got a great selection of CSA-approved work boots, tough enough to tackle any job site. And I can attest to that. they got the Blundstones out there, of course, Evan. Work boots galore. Cowboy boots, of course. All sorts of boots at Stampede Tack and Western Wear. They're located out there in Cloverdale or online at stampede.ca, where Shopping Online is still shopping local. And Stampede back online for year 2020 as well. And we thank yeah. them, Kevin and, and the gang at Stampede Tech, maybe the most engaged sponsor we have here on the program as far as social media and the prizes and all the rest of it. Well, uh, and, and he's and just been fantastic. This,
2: yeah. Before we get into this, we never said who the winner. I from know, last week was. I
1: know. I was kind of thinking about that in in the break there, and uh, I'm going to let you take this one. Week seven winner, Evan. <laughs> Lay it on me. It's my good. My good friend
2: Violet from from Buffalo, the Miss High Heels expert, uh, manages to go 5-0. and There were both six people who went 5-0. and Nobody had Philly as the top-scoring team, but so the second-top-scoring team, the Buffalo Bandits, and that's what she had. So oh, well, she's so the winner this week. Only
1: took two tiebreakers to win it this week, but an impressive 5-0 and from Violet. Congratulations, another American winner. What's going on, Canada? All of I think besides myself, Evan, who won Week Six, if you recall, I know you do. Uh, I think I'm the week only Canadian. Week One was also a Canadian winner from Victoria. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. All right, uh, but, but congratulations but you know to Violet. Just,
2: we just got our numbers uh, from the last several shows and. The number of listeners we have in the U.S. was absolutely phenomenal.
1: Yeah, no, we got a, a, a great audience uh, coming from south of the border and, and, of course, up here in Canada as well. And can't thank you enough for for all the support uh, you've shown the program over uh, a little bit of a over a year. It's It's been fantastic. And listen, I think this is just going to it's just going to keep getting bigger and better, Evan, as we go along here um lacrosse classified is is going full steam and and we're just gonna keep going man oh well, let's
2: get into it here we got about right.
1: eight games yes so uh so you're- I mean- your I went two and three. A bit worse, you but. went four and one. I get to host. But we
2: we got to get this bet down before the games start this week. Cause okay. I've been, you could be down four or five, and the season could oh, be over pretty quick. Stop it. Yes.
1: <laughs> I got a major advantage this week picking second with eight games here. So oh,
2: Go for it because I'm, I'm happy with this week's games. I'm okay. very confident. Let's go
1: Colorado at Vancouver. Colorado coming off a loss to Halifax. Vancouver coming off a loss to philadelphia evan who you got
2: i just think colorado's the better team right now i'm a little worried about vancouver's defense and the goaltending uh, against the Mammoth, where you've got a defense that's going to hold you to eight nine goals on a regular basis you can't have weak goaltending and defense give me the mammoth
1: man i i picked vancouver last weekend they didn't get it done. Biz Nasty throwing down his credit card here. Vancouver's got to be a desperate lacrosse team here on Friday night. Short week for Colorado coming back from Halifax and then to Vancouver. Extreme East Coast to West Coast. Six days rest. And a desperate Vancouver team with a free night at the Roxy on the line. I got to take the Warriors here, Evan. I, I'm i taking the Warriors. Just, I, I think this game is so important to them. And if they're going to do anything this season, it's got to start on Friday. They cannot afford to lose this game to Colorado. And if they don't, well, then they don't. But I am going to take Vancouver one more time here coming up for Week 8. All right. San Diego at Halifax, and two teams kind of going in opposite directions here, Evan. I think this is a pretty easy pick. It is a Saturday, 6 p.m. Eastern start from the nest. Seals, Thunderbirds, who you got?
2: Not only going in wrong directions, but four time zones over the Seals have to play. I know a lot of those players live in markets, so uh, pretty simple pick taking the, the T-Birds here.
1: Yeah uh Halifax rolling right now and I don't see them losing this game against San Diego but you never know in the National crossing League also taking Halifax though Evan also taking the Thunderbirds uh coming up next it's a seven o'clock start Calgary making the long trip across the continent into Rochester New York Can the Nighthawks get their first win as their new branded Rochester Nighthawks as they take on the defending champions from Calgary who have been off for a little bit. No King, no Dobie, on the road, traveling to Rochester. Evan, who you got?
2: Well, here's maybe one clarification question. I don't know if you've got an answer, but when Kurt Malowski talked to us several months ago, he had pegged this game for Reese Dutch's return. Do we know anything?
1: I may or may not know, and I'm going to wait until you make your selection before I tell you whether I know or not.
2: Okay, so that's probably a yes. But, um, you know, once again with Rochester, it's you came close, but prove it to me. Uh You know, Calgary, okay, they've had a couple weeks off. That might be some rust, but I'll still take the Roughnecks in this one.
1: Uh, Just so you know, I have no idea whether Dutch is going to play or not, Evan. I was just playing some mind games with you there. Uh, I'm also taking Calgary because not only did you take Calgary, uh, which really sways me to take Calgary here, but like you said, until the Riptide and the Nighthawks get a win, I'm going to pick the other team until they prove to me that they can get a victory. They came very close against Toronto, but still no ticks in the win column. So give me the rough next. Now, some intriguing games on the horizon here for the next two, Evan. Also a seven. We got eight games coming up, six of them on Saturday Stacked up here on a Saturday night for Week Eight, uh, seven o'clock start. This is an intriguing game, Evan. Three in a row for the Philly Wings will now go on the road into New England on a rare Saturday night game. Well, what used to be rare for the Black Wolves and New England been off for a little bit here as well. Philly rolling, Black Wolves resting, but have looked really good this year. Winks, Blackwell, seven. Who you got?
2: Uh, as much as you know, it's very impressive what the Wings have done the last three games. Um, New England's undefeated. They've got a home advantage, especially with a smaller building that's packed, uh, slightly smaller arena. Until the Black Wolves lose, I'm probably going to keep picking them. I'm taking New England.
1: Oh man. I think I'm going to take Philadelphia here, Evan. I think I'm going to take Philadelphia. I'm I'm torn between this one. I, I think Philly's got something cooking here, and I think they're rolling right now, and I think New England, although a very good team, I think they're kind of due for a loss. I think they're kind of due for a loss. It may not come in this game here, but you
2: can't back down now. Uh
1: nah, I, I we just had Rambo on. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the wings. I'm gonna take the wings. I'm not fully sold on it, but I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it. All right. So that's two out of the four different already here, with four games to go in Stampede Tax. Who you got? Toronto at Buffalo, another good game here in week eight. Rock at Bandit Seven, who you got? The
2: last couple of games with the Rock have concerned me. And, yes, Rochester's improving. But Toronto just squeaked by against this team. Um, Bandits coming off a massive win in Georgia. They're at home. Give me the Bandits.
1: Yeah, I, the Bandits impressed me last week. This is a, a home game here for Buffalo. I'd probably take whoever was at home in this game, and since the Bandits are at home, that's who I'm going to go with. I think they were more impressive last week than Toronto was. I agree with you there. I think the Rocks still need to kind of figure out their offense a little bit. I, I, something is – there's either too much of something or not enough of something there in Toronto. I'm not exactly sure what it well, is quite yet, but the, the, an agreed, there's too much of something or not enough of something with that Toronto offense, and they need to figure what, out what it is.
2: Yeah, and think about it this way. We said it before, Toronto is the most difficult team to pick because you never know which team you're going to get.
1: Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. It's almost a matter of whether they get hot from the outside early because they're a predominantly outside shooting team and they got a heck of a lot of good shooters And if they can open up that outside game, then their inside game starts to open up. It usually doesn't work the other way for the Rock. So if they've run into a goaltender that's gobbling everything up from the outside, then they usually struggle. If they get to a goaltender with their shooting early, then usually it's the Rock that has success. So we'll see how it plays out against Matt Vince in Banditland. Three more games to go. This one, I think, is pretty, pretty easy here, Evan. I think we can move along rather quickly. On this next one, well, Georgia losers of their last two, but go into New York to take on the riptide. But again, what similar to Rochester here, I think you're on the same, same page as me get a win, uh-huh. then you start picking it. Are we both taking the swarm here? Who you got? We're
2: taking, the, we're taking the swarm, and remember what we said earlier if you don't want to be the next team that's got to play. Oh yeah. Well, there Georgia, you go. Yeah, just this
1: could get ugly fast. <laughs> well, wow. yeah. I, I I'm a little concerned, quite frankly. So that's a seven thirty start on Saturday. One more Saturday game to come. It's an eight thirty Eastern start from Vegas Evan, minus 20, weather expected. They play indoors, so not a big concern there at SaskTel. But uh, the Mammoth with a tough weekend here. Up on Vancouver on Friday and then into Saskatoon on Saturday. Mammoth and Rush, remember, these teams have played once already this year, 9-8, the final for the Rush in Denver. But now they're in Saskatoon, Colorado at Saskatchewan. Evan, who you got? Here's
2: one thing to keep an eye on. The Rush and the Mammoth play the next two games against one another. And, you know, I'm not discounting Calgary at this stage, but maybe we're looking at these next couple games as a potential decider in the West. Um, Problem for Colorado, they're coming in from Vancouver. They played the night before. Um, I, I just can't bet against that. Give the
1: rush. You know my pick. Uh, last, <laughs> yeah, la- yeah, you know my pick. Uh, last, last game here, and and another interesting one. Sunday lacrosse is back once again, Evan, for week eight. Love it. I'll be home from Saskatoon in time to watch this one. Philadelphia playing on back to back nights here. And back to back road games as well. Wings at the Nighthawks. Evan, who you got? This well the nice thing is both
2: teams are actually playing back to back. Evan. So Rochev, this is, is very rare. Is-
1: this is very rare in the National Lacrosse League where a team will play on back to back nights and both coming on their home floor.
2: Here's the thing about it, you know, there's one difficulty for Philly, and that is there's no easy flight between uh, the casino and Rochester, so it's a six- or seven-hour bus ride. That's what they're going to have to endure with this one, although they typically leave and they get to the casino around 6 a.m., they got some time to rest. Once again, Nighthawks prove me wrong, I'll take the wings.
1: Man, this is like that I think this is the game that Rochester maybe went. But I made a rule to myself that I'm not going to pick them until they get a win. But I think they might win this game, Evan. Especially with Philadelphia being in New England the night before, that that bus ride, you're going to have heavy legs. Rochester's going to be feeling good after, you know, having a game under their belt, not having to travel. This is a tough pick for me. I, I'm going to take Philly just because you did, and, and I again, I've already got two different picks. I don't want to fall too far behind here if that's the way this thing's going to go. So I, I honestly think Rochester could win this game against Philadelphia, but because you picked the Wings, I'm going to pick the Wings. I know it's a bit of a bailout, but that's what I'm doing. Yeah,
2: it's it's more difficult than you think. Because of some extenuating circumstances.
1: Yeah. Um, we got to get to news and notes here, Evan, and then we got to get you on your way. I got a long, well, I don't want a long list, but I, there there is a list here of news and notes that I want to get into. The Barry Junior A franchise in the OLA has disbanded, has folded. They've done a dispersal draft of their players and draft picks. And by all accounts, this is a good thing for Junior A lacrosse in Ontario. I think... Whoever was running the show there in Barry needed to go, and uh, they're gone now, and, and everybody seems to be pretty happy about it. Yeah,
2: when you look at some of the press release, now the the OLA made a massive mistake with their release and you know, kind of throwing Barry Minor, LaCoste yeah, they fixed
1: the it, but that was and, not and a they good thing,
2: right? But then to see the the junior A team then really throw Barry under the bus saying, look at these results, and they finished 30th here, and they finished 10th here. And, like, come on, you got to build a program somewhere. And from what I understand, this program, like, went through the mud about seven years ago. They had to reform the minor lacrosse. They're building it up. And they talked about, you know, one of the excuses was no midget team. I agree with the decision that Barry minor lacrosse made to not have a midget team because they said we could have put a team together, but we're literally scraping by to get guys. Why not let them join another program that's got a bigger base? And that's the right decision.
1: Um, Absolutely. So I think that's, that's good for, for everybody involved. And, and what what, we're going to talk about it, at another episode, but Maple Ridge and and their ambitions to get a Junior A franchise and and why it hasn't happened yet, you know, there's some reasoning behind it. I'm not sure I agree with it, but we'll get into that at a later date. Uh, Rich Lisk, no longer the GM of the Black Wolves, as he joins the Riptide organization as as what, Evan, their president?
2: He's actually not technically with the riptide organization he is the president of the sports entertainment group so it's not just the riptide it is the tennis tournaments that oh, they run and a whole bunch of others so it's a fairly big promotion i don't know if any of us saw this coming uh, uh, you know he really had built up this team in new england but Definitely a step up for him Well, in the congratulations to him.
1: Yeah. Glenn Clark becomes the acting GM for the Black Wolves uh, moving forward. Lyle Thompson, named player of the decade, Evan. And I could not agree more with this selection. A lot of people on social media kind of clamoring that other guys had st- statistically better decades than Lyle as far as championships or numbers or whatever. Uh, Lyle did his fair share of winning in in the decade, but this award goes so much further and deeper and reaches so many different levels than just championships here, and, and they could not have selected a more deserving or important player in our sport. No question.
2: Now, there's a lot of players that had they been named player of the decade, I wouldn't have yeah. had an issue with. And I, I think the... The statistics that people talk about, well, Lyle just became a pro, what, five years ago. So it's not like he only played half a decade. So, you know, keep that in mind. Um, you know, but if you would have said it's as Mark Matthews or Kyle Rubish or Matt Vince or, or a whole bunch of others, I wouldn't have had an issue with it any. Yeah, I wouldn't have had an issue with it anywhere.
1: Yeah, no. Um, so congratulations to Lyle Thompson. Uh, Brad MacArthur has started up the uh, with the support from the NLL and, and Nick Sakevich and Jessica Berman. Ah, uh, the NLL Alumni Association. This was this was a pleasant surprise to see that that they're finally getting this thing going.
2: Yeah, and there's a lot of alumni out there, and you know they need some support because there's a lot of players that have long-term injuries or concussions or things like that. And they need a support group as well for one another. Great idea.
1: couple of more news and notes here before we get you on your way here on episode 62. You just sent this to me just hours ago uh, to make sure we send out our well wishes to one Randy Troback, who is the owner of the Saskatchewan Junior A SWAT team.
2: And also the president of Saskatoon Box Lacrosse. He's actually the founder of it as well. Uh, you know the guy that's really responsible for the game being here and whatnot. Um, so tireless worker, tireless work. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, get get well soon, Randy. We really need you here in Saskatoon. Yeah.
1: Uh, best wishes for a speedy recovery there. Um, a little closer to my home, Evan, a member of the Langley Thunder, I don't know if you'll recall, he was a Vancouver Stealth Draft pick uh, a couple years ago, 56 overall, plays with the Langley Thunder in the WLA, set Junior B records with the Windsor program uh, years ago. Andrew Garant, Andy Garant is, I like to call him, starting Junior B lacrosse back up in Kelowna, B.C., as he is named the head coach up there. And I couldn't be happier for him. Uh, you know, he he moved out here with his girlfriend because she was going to school out here and, and kind of moved up, picked up his life, and now has taken upon himself to, to revitalize lacrosse in Junior B lacrosse in Kelowna, and will be the head coach there. So congratulations to him, and well done on that. Uh, I want to give uh, and – I've done this before, but I want to give another shout-out to my man Sakani Baker, who provides all the beats uh, for us here on the rejoiners and the intro and the extro. Um, constantly is hooking me up with new music. And, and this podcast is partly a, a what it is, is because of Sakani Baker and his support. So uh, the man the man can make some music, and he's more than happy to share it with us uh, here on Lacrosse Classified. Great lacrosse player as well, who actually I think played in Saskatchewan, Evan Sakani Baker. Uh, and to everybody that's that's done voiceovers for the commercials, and Alex Kerrigan, Don Andrews, Justin Morissette, uh, Chantel Chan, Everybody that's that's chipped in and contributed to, to all the things that go into to making this podcast, I, I just wanted to give a quick thank you to those people as we begin twenty twenty. And some some more milestones in the National Cross League, Evan. Uh Sean Evans becoming the sixth player in National Cross League history to score twelve hundred points and still going strong for Shawnee Evans. What a career.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's, what, around 34? He's got a good five years left in him. Uh, will he, I mean, it would be tough, to say, to catch John Tavares. He's probably, what, 500, 600 points oh, behind. Man. But, I mean, he's going to be in the top three by the time he's done.
1: Absolutely. And a couple of more milestones. We mentioned the Ryan Banesh one. Kevin Crowley getting his 300th goal and did it in spectacular Fashion. If you have not seen this goal from Kevin Crowley over the weekend, you go find it on the on the NLL Twitter feed, the Wings Twitter feed. I think it's on my timeline as well. Kevin Crowley takes a pass from Josh Courier with his stick up behind his head. His eyes are looking at the goal. He's not looking at the ball. Catches this thing blindly and then goes barred down for his 300th goal in the National Lacrosse League. This was one of the most spectacular goals I've ever seen. The skill it took not only to catch the ball blindly, but then to finish in tight quarters the way he did was just amazing. And to do it for your 300th, like there's a goal you will never forget. Yeah,
2: and so I, don't, I believe that one didn't even make the Sports center top ten. A different one did, didn't it?
1: I, I can't believe that one did not, but uh, it should have if it didn't. Last milestone that uh, was reached came courtesy of Robbie Hellier and his 500th point in the National Lacrosse League. Let's go to BR Live in the National Lacrosse League. Andy McNamara with the call for Hellier's 500th. Here comes Toronto. Translates with him on the right. Clicks with him. Slate
0: the feet and oh, right off the bench. A streaking goal by Rob Hellier, and that is his 500th career point. Congratulations to Rob Hellier.
1: All right, so there you go. There were uh, some pretty significant milestones, and we'll kind of keep you apprised of that as we move along here throughout 2020 and the season for guys that are going to hit uh, hit their number this year. Man, Evan, that was a, a monster episode right there. Thank you for for staying with us and listening to episode number 62 and for supporting Lacrosse Classified as you always do every week here on the All Stars Podcast Network. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you find it. Hit that subscribe button. Excuse me. Follow us on social media as well. Evan is at Shem Lax. The show is at Lax Class. I am at PXP, the number four sports. For our sponsors: Vancouver Warriors, Pure Vital Labs, Associated Labels and Packaging, and G Wilson Construction, and of course Stampy Tech and Western Wear. Thank you for your continued support here on Lacrosse Classified. Now it's time to go. We'll talk to you next Tuesday for episode 63, but 62 is done. For Evan Sheminar, I've been Jake Elliott. And for the fastest game on two feet and for the creator, enjoy the games, everybody.